0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode nine of this Sky F1 vodcast. And on a Friday, we've got something a little bit different for you. All the way tuning in live from his farm in Perth. I'm delighted to say we've got seven time Grand Prix winner and Renault driver Daniel Ricardo. Daniel, hello. And alongside that, we've got Manchester United legend and total petrol head, Michael Carrick. Michael, welcome along. Really appreciate it joining myself and Natalie Pinkham today. Uh, let's start with you, though, Daniel. How are you? How are you keeping? How's the farm? And are you doing any shearing?
1: <laughs> Straight to it. Hard-hitting questions. I like <laughs> it. Uh, mate, I'm doing well. I'm doing, uh, doing really well. I think especially for the, the situation right now, um, I'm certainly as well as can be. And uh, yeah, the farm's good. I'm, I, I fear if I stay out here, too much longer though, I'm, I'm set, like I'm never leaving here. So, <laughs> um, I, I feel like when I go back into a city and see a set of traffic lights, I'm gonna freak out or something. So, um, but no shearing yet, no shearing up. I was gonna do something the other day and uh, let's say the, the professional was having a bit of a hard run. So I, uh, I thought I'd, I'd, it, wasn't, it wasn't the day to do it.
2: And what about you, Michael? What have you been up to? Um,
3: frame is same as most. I, 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 haven't, I haven't, I don't live in a place that's half, half the size of Australia as Dan's farm, so um, I just got my back, <laughs> I just got the back garden to, to, to play in with the kids, but um, similar really. First few weeks being homeschooling with the children, they're 10 and 12, so um, being been looking after them, trying to occupy them as well, and um, yeah, I mean, being in the house, I've not the shops, not even done anything. A few runs, trying to keep fit, trying to f- keep active a little bit for my for my own sanity really, and, uh, getting, out and about. But, getting out and about. But yeah, just just quiet really, just, just, quiet, just really. enjoying the quiet life as as much as we can, trying to make the most of of what we got because I don't really get that. Like Danny said, you don't really get the opportunity to switch off and 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 for me to spend time with the family as I have. So it's it's in some ways is 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 um. As sad and as terrible the situation is, I'm just trying to make the most of, of what we're being given with really.
0: them. Michael, as we were saying, we know you're a massive petrol head. We've seen you at loads of Grand Prix over the last few years. Um, initially, that was when you, Daniel, when you were a rebel, right? Is that how you guys first got to know each other? Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was uh, Monaco. I think Monaco uh, might have even been Monaco 2016, the, mm. the
3: dark, dark day.
2: Did you help? Did you help Um, you through it?
3: um, He helped me through it. Yeah. (laughs) In the end. um, Yeah. yeah, Was it? it Was 2016, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. Um, I remember that obviously the Saturday, the after qualifying, that the 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 being on the energy station, and um, it was an amazing feeling. I I remember when you came back on back to the energy station, Danny, and you came back in the reception. You got from everyone was amazing. So. Stand was pretty special to be to be part of. But obviously Sunday was was a disappointment, but um suppose well, you're easier to talk talk about that than me, mate.
1: Well, I I think it was I I remember more clearly Sunday night. Uh, I think that's that's where we uh we found ourselves in, in the same restaurant with uh yeah, a couple of um some, some some fluids, some fluids, <laughs> Let's say, we'll we'll rehydrate, probably me me more so than yourself, michael
3: but mate, talking about I have to say though, how how quickly you recovered from it was was uh was impressive um the disappointment and obviously, I suppose it's one of the biggest disappointments you'll have had really in your career, but to, the way you dealt with it was thought well, was was pretty impressive um. Not so much that we had a good time that night or the next day. Not so much that, but I mean personally, how you how you cope with it because uh, yeah, I can only imagine what what it must have been, mate. Like, so, fair play to you for that.
2: You've actually been in touch yeah. with in quite a bit, haven't you? You've been uh, talking to Daniel and comparing the two sports. Just tell us about that.
3: Yeah, well, I'm currently doing my pro license, which is the kind of the final leggy coaching badge. Um, to become kind of coach manager, uh, and we got to do a research study, which I was in the using this time really to 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 kind of get finished and done. So I uh, I asked Daniel to pick his brains, and I said we'd be ten fifteen minutes, and it ended up about an hour and fifteen minutes. Questions, but actually it was it was quite interesting. It's I think the more we spoke, I spoke to four or five different uh, sportsmen, and uh, it's quite interesting when you start speaking to each other and. Going to a little bit deeper in the details of, um, you know, how you see the sport and the little situations and the mindset and the mentality and that kind of thing. That there's a big crossover, uh, and I, I found that quite interesting. So I probably bored him for about an hour the other day, but uh, I found it interesting anyway, mate.
0: <laughs> Do you find it useful?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's that's what I think a lot of us kind of get. Uh, we get a lot of kicks out of speaking to other other sports sports people really, and um finding like correlations between you know football and motor racing you know two completely different sports yet actually you know the, the deeper you dive into it there is there's quite a lot in common, and I think you find that with so many sports so you know and for me to obviously chat about that to michael who's who's been been there and done it all um it's 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 cool. It's cool to have that conversation. And he he says he kept me for over an hour, but I, I was more than happy to to let that
3: conversation run. Yeah,
2: obviously, do you,
3: know, do you know what was interesting? I sorry to jump in there. Now. What was interesting is the crossover from the sport of uh, really deep down. We just love the sport we're in. You know, it's the appreciation of like uh, like the cat and mouse kind of one v one. We talking about all the overtaking and stuff like that. And we both and I was trying to explain what it was like for me when I make a pass, but. Not necessarily the spectacular one that everyone recognizes, but the, the the little one of like kind of your appreciation for your craft of some, when you've set something up and you kind of get one over on someone and that little one inside you that tells you yeah I know about that uh, we were talking about that Danny weren't we And you, you kind of little yeah, say, of yeah the it's same say, so, yeah, it's, it's so it's it's same. that that appreciation sometimes of your sport that's quite runs quite deep and it's probably the love of the sport rather than the, the glamorous spectacular of all the surroundings that um, every time I spoke to someone about it and Danny in particular it was like yeah that, that's me that, that's when it lights like, sort up of when I get someone and I've set them up and I overtake them and that's like the beauty of why we're in this competition so it was interesting. Um,
2: I think Zoom's I'm been absolutely- amazing for all of us to keep this conversation going and, and to to talk about these transferable skills between sports is actually really useful use of your time at the moment and um, but just tell us Michael how you first got into motorsport because i know you've loved it for a long time haven't you
3: yeah i've enjoyed i've always enjoyed watching it um enjoyed watching it as a kid um, to be honest just did when it was, probably football got in the way a lot so i didn't get to see an awful lot on tv but i always i always enjoyed watching it when i could i went to my first grand prix i think silverstone about 2002 um, uh, and then in, ever since then I've, I've I've just tried to stay involved and try and get as much as I can. Obviously our calendar and schedule only allows me, or has schedule. done over the years, to, to kind of, June's, June's the only one, Silverstone's the last one I can squeeze in at the start of July. But uh, other than that, the, the rest of the year is pretty much a write-off, but I I always keep tabs on it and watch it. My son's the same, he's taking over now and he loves it, he's been watching the, uh, the E. e Virtual. What? what, 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 what oh, I forgot the <laughs> name of it. Yeah, well, yeah he's, been watch, he's been watching that. He's been he's been logging into that. So, um, yeah, he's he's following. He's, me a, and then he's a fan of
2: Daniels as well, isn't
3: he? Yeah, he's a huge fan. Yeah, he's a huge fan. Yeah, he loves him. Yeah, he's, he sits down and he, he even watches reruns and replays of Grand Prix, Just, to, uh, he just loves it. All the details of it, all this, the little things
0: that um, he picks out it's quite interesting. But yeah, he's a big fan of Daniel. Yeah. Daniel, tell me, we, we had Carlos Sites on here the other day. I mean, there's, there's different levels of frustration amongst the drivers. That, you know, we still don't know when we're going to get going. We're hearing a little bit. Maybe we might get going behind closed doors in Austria. Um, what, what, what are you hearing from your side, albeit on the other side of the world, on your farm, away from everything at the moment?
1: Yeah, um, it's amazing the intel uh, cows and sheep can have. Um, <laughs> you know <they're... laughs> The hearing's really good, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm hearing, I guess, similar things. You know, it's, it's there's obviously, a, you know, a, a push for, for a season to happen, you know, given the right circumstances. And um, if, if that means some of it or the start of it is behind closed doors, um, yeah, I mean, from my side, so, so be it. You know, as, as, as a competitor and for sure not racing since, you know, November, December, um all I want to do right now is go racing so as, as soon as they they say we're we're all clear to go um of course with a crowd it's nice but if if it, if we can still race without then I'll I'll take that any day.
2: Talking of sheep shearing have you been cutting your own hair Michael?
3: What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> it was actually my wife who did it. It's not bad. I'll take it. I may stick with it a bit shorter now. Now I've seen it like this, it was a bit of a shock to start with, but um, it's a lot easier anyway to deal with. I <laughs> I'm not the only one. I think I'm not the only one. When I mean, I've seen a few pictures of of a few knocking about. <laughs> Why <What> do
2: <laughs> you think Daniel's got his cap on?
3: Yeah, I want to see that exactly. Come on, <laughs> exactly.
2: Show us. Come on, show us.
1: I look like a wet poodle right now. <laughs>
2: uh, Daniel, just take us back to um. to to your younger years because it's quite unusual in many ways for a kid to to get into motorsport where you grew up you know there's other sports that would definitely lead the way cricket aussie rules rugby league rugby union why did you get into motorsport so young uh
1: i i loved i was always fascinated with the speed you know and i loved I guess going fast you know that was my first passion was you know whether it was riding a bike down a hill or whatever I I loved that feeling of speed and the sound of the winds running you know through your hair or into your face and I don't know just that whole that whole concept I I was drawn to and and I just wanted to go faster and faster and yeah then the racing cars it it also seemed quite of a um, quite of like, a, I guess, a heroic kind of sport. And, and there was that element of the coolness about it and, and the, the danger and, and all those kind of variables which make it the sport that it is. So yeah, I was just drawn, drawn to that, I think more than anything.
2: Did you have heroes that you wanted to emulate?
1: I certainly looked up, certainly looked up to to people, um, other drivers and, and athletes. Um, but from a driving uh, side, I mean, the. The obvious ones, and you know the the, the centers and and the shoe markers, um, but you know I, I it wasn't just Formula One you know drivers that I that I was fond of you know there was yeah Earnhardt from NASCAR you know he he's, he was called the Intimidator and I, and I loved that you know it's I think as well because it's I've always been like a pretty easygoing kid you know like the, the nice guy but when competition comes into play. You know, I'm I'm far from that person, and uh, yeah, I like having that little bit of a switch kind of personality in a way when you know when the helmet goes on or when it's time to go.
0: What about you, Michael? When when you first got into Formula One, who've been your heroes over the years and the drivers that you've followed? And you know, where did it sort of come from that that love of motorsport? I'm not sure where it came from, to be honest. Um, it's uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I've I I've gotten
3: uh, an answer for that, but. Mansell probably was uh Mansell then going into Damon Damon Hill oh, that um, not really any real standouts but I just love watching it um just the appreciation for speed and um obviously the the footage wasn't what we get now but seeing them on boards in, in the centre from Monaco that the famous ones from just that appreciation for um precision I think I, I, that speed, something that I, I I always appreciated. So um, yeah, just as as it went, I just enjoyed it. I've I've never really had a standout, and obviously getting to know Daniel a little bit now, it's one obviously I follow him and support him now. But uh, other than that, I've just it was just a general appreciation for the the sport and, and 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 the speed and the, the danger as well, especially in the earlier days for me.
2: Do you know, I've often wondered uh, what football would be like if you could have team radio, if we could just hear you all talking to each other. wouldn't it? Probably a bit too much swearing, but...
3: Uh, say, I'm not sure you'd want to hear it all. <laughs>
2: Daniel, I loved your, your little diary piece. I'm looking forward to reading those going forward. Um, and I actually loved the fact we had a couple of Sky F1 kinos in there, JB and Paul DeResta, that, that made the cut of your like all time, well, underrated drivers. What inspired you
1: to write that? Boredom? Yeah, it was. <laughs> a bit of, yeah, I guess you know, like make, making the most of some time and um, yeah, trying to get a little bit creative and, and fill fill some of this this extra time we got now. And uh, yeah, I, it was um, the idea was brought to me, and it was like, okay, this is no one's really ever, I don't think, ever talked about it, at least from a driver, you know, and. We all know who's good and and whatever, but who maybe was good but didn't get you know the the light shining on them as as much. And uh, anyway, I, to be honest, I just I did it and I was like, all right, I'll send it out. And yeah, it got a lot more uh, awareness than that, than I thought it would. So that that was nice. Um, yeah. So we'll see we'll see what's gonna what's gonna happen next. I, I joked a bit about overrated drivers, but I'll certainly hold off on that one until <laughs> I'm. <laughs> A bit older and care a little less. <laughs> that
2: is a conversation I want to hear. Yeah, I want exactly. to have. Um, yeah. Tell us who else was on your list of the underrated ones.
1: Yeah, so there was uh, so the I, I did the top, well, let's say five, um, and it was just specifically F1. Um, so drivers I'd driven against in in F1. So some of those were in junior categories, but they eventually got to F1. So uh, it was. Um, Marcus Erickson, uh, Jules Bianchi, Jensen Budden, Roberto Mary and Antonio uh, Tony Luizzi or Vitt Antonio
0: Luizzi. Um, and then I threw uh, I threw Kubica and the in there as well. Paul will like that. that, that was very good of you. Um, we, we've also, we've been asking um, the fans to get questions in Daniel and, and both of you obviously you know with regards to transfer talk Michael that this is something that you've had to to put up with throughout well, your career I'm sure and and Daniel obviously a lot of the questions are surrounding your future now because you're out of contract with renner at the end of the year. Um, are you having conversations again, albeit from the farm over there in Perth, um, would you rule out a return to Red Bull, is, is one of the most common questions I think that's been popping up.
1: Okay, That's I uh, actually haven't really been asked that one, um, would I rule out you know going back to Red Bull. Um, I guess to answer it, you know, no, Like I think one of my, something I've learned growing up in, in general kind of just through life is never say never, you know, and, and never completely disregard something unless it was (laughs) you know go to prison or something that you you really don't want to go back to but uh, but No, you know never say never Um, It it is hard. It is hard having chats right now in terms of because we haven't had you know We're at a stalemate. Nothing's really happened Um, And normally chats Start to come off the back of you know races and results and momentum So there's there's honestly not much to talk about for now. It's it's more just current situation and and the rest of it and how how we're going to deal with it but um yeah it's it's all pretty slow and steady at this stage to be honest mate
2: but i mean you haven't got anything to prove have you everyone knows how good you are
1: thanks pinks thanks i'm getting jacked out on the farm but uh not that that's got anything to do with it but uh, but i know that uh, you
2: always say you're judged on your last race but we don't have that at the moment and it's difficult to judge you on some of the the races in the Renault last year but you can fall back on that um on that not long enough list of wins but you've got a fair few under your belt from red bull so do you feel confident that you could uh jump to another team if the offer came
1: i'm um, i think te- kind of team uh non relate uh, unrelated what's the word like yeah yeah the the, co- the the thing i'm trying to say is I, what I've done in the past, I certainly 100% know I can do again. And I think this time out of the seat, you know, even more so like, I I started my my pre-season training already a bit earlier this year, because I was kind of foaming at the mouth and then, you know, so now having this extended break, you know, has, uh, not that I needed any reignited, fuel for my fire, but it's it certainly just made me so, so hungry. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm at a point now where I'm starting to watch some old races and whatever, and yeah, I want, I want that feeling again, um, absolutely. So, this has been good for me. You know, whatever, wherever it puts me, it's been good for me.
2: How do you keep sharp, Michael, in terms of, I know you did a Zoom call with the whole squad, the whole Manchester United squad before you talked to us. How, how do you keep sharp, keep fit? keep tracks on what everyone else is doing at the moment because you know you don't know when you're going to go back um but you've it's kind of like being a super sub isn't it just waiting on the bench for the call-up and being ready when it comes
3: yeah it's a difficult one i don't think there's difficult a difficult one um, i don't think there's a, um, not a right uh, way to go at the moment way. you know In it's, it's all kind of it's trial and error and, and planning, error. planning and hoping we're doing the right thing um, it's difficult when you haven't got a date towards something, you know, you kind of normally our training's and our schedule or the lads go away for for this summer break and they come back with a date, knowing that that's when we start training together, that then the season starts and that's obviously yeah, it's it's an obvious thing for me to say, but not having the date and not having the something to, to work towards managing the training and, and the training loads is, is, is tricky. So um there's a little bit of blend between ticking over and maintaining, and and, and obviously doing what they can. So, you know, some boys have got other, some facilities, some some haven't got that. Um, obviously some of the younger boys in the squad, uh, got different facilities to to some of the ones that maybe got a bit more money and bigger houses and gyms and what have you. So um, that that creates a bit of a challenge as well, and just trying to gauge it. Sometimes some some. We've taken the decision to come off it and give them a few days off and, and and give them a week a down week because you can't keep going and going and going and waiting. You know, so we've got to give. So it, it's managing the load and managing managing the mind a little bit as well and, and the mental state as well of, of having enough to keep going, but at the same point not burnout. So um, it's tricky. It is tricky.
0: uh, Michael, you were talking about there about what you love in particular and that the thing that connected you between you and Daniel is just being in the moment and being in the sport and admiring when he's setting somebody up for an overtake. And one of the questions, another question we had from Tom A over Twitter. uh, Daniel, as you've had time to think about this, and maybe this can be your next list for your diary. Your best dive bomb overtake of your F1 career? And he's given you a few, I can't remember offhand. I can remember the China 2018 one, but he's gone Hungary 14, Monza 17, or Baku 18. There's I your mean, link, I
2: don't know if you hungry, know. saying that's how you do it, baby. Do you yeah.
0: remember
1: <laughs> Yeah, um, I think the Monza 17, I think that was on Bottas, from, from memory. Um, I think, Bottas or maybe Kimi. But yeah, I know Monza's probably been the, my breeding ground for like the, the longest lunges, you know, from as, as far back as possible. And yeah, into turn one, I've, I've come from, you know, another postcode, I feel at times. So yeah, Monza, Monza turn one's been a good one for me. But the hairpin at, at, the
0: at hairpin... At, is also a good one, isn't it? I mean, we, we've seen uh, quite a few of you guys doing it there. That is is one of the best places to go late on the brakes and go very deep. So, sorry mate i missed the first part where was it's that about, about china as well and the hairpin you know you you quite often you see people going for miles away don't you really late breaking there
1: yeah yeah it's you know some circuits certainly open themselves up for for bigger opportunities and um yeah i mean that's that's like the the part of the sport which is you know that's where the competition comes into it like yeah winning is the best feeling you know crossing the line first but you know at times a pretty close second is is putting an awesome move on someone and and having a race which is full of attacking and overtaking and setting someone up and and you know what what i guess viewers probably don't always see or know is like there's a lot of sometimes it might be um on instinct and and it, it might happen at a, at a split-second decision and then a gap opens and you go, but a lot of the time you're setting someone up you know, through a lap before, three laps before, and you're trying to, in a way,
0: create an opening through, through what you're doing in their mirrors. How do you do that? Just, just for us laymen and those that are just watching on and, and admiring it, Daniel, how, how do you go about setting someone up, without giving too much away here? <laughs> um, but it, you know, is it, do you have different ways of doing it for different drivers, for example?
1: You can normally see you can normally see a little bit how they are driving um, in in terms of how rattled or not they are or, or you know in terms of they might start to make a few more mistakes and, and you might start to calculate okay then this this corner's given them some difficulty, so I'm going to keep pressuring in this corner but maybe that'll open up an opportunity in the next corner or things like this so yeah I, I don't I don't want to give too much away I, I think amongst us racers like we've we've obviously got a pretty good idea of you know what we 're talking about and what we 're doing but uh yeah i I don't know. I love like little mind games and those battles um, you know that's that's for me like a big chunk of the fun
2: oh and just how much of a buzz is it when you pull it off because it is something that you 're famous for
1: yeah that's that feeling is like. It's a feeling of honestly, it's a feeling of power. You know, it's a feeling of like, yeah. I I, I just I, I had you, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I've I've always been a, a competitor as, as a kid with anything, you know, from video games to table tennis. Or I've I just always had had that, and uh, yeah, I, I think as well, you know, to be able to do it on like this level, you know, and go against drivers from all over the world who all think we're better than another, you know, so when you outdo someone in that moment, it's a it's a feeling of yeah, you, you feel like you can flex on them a little bit.
3: and <laughs> is is there is there an overtake question for me, is there an overtake that what, what stands out that you shouldn't have done? That like you shouldn't really have done and you, there's no way you should have pulled it off, but you pulled it off. Is there one that's does that make sense? Is there one that stands out like that where not an obvious one, but it's one where yeah, you shouldn't you shouldn't be going down there, but you've actually made it stick.
1: Um, I mean, one that comes to mind was in Monaco uh, on Kimi in 2015. I had to I had to feed him a little bit of a will. but yeah. uh, so I guess with that with that said, it shouldn't have really been done in terms of there wasn't really much room. But uh, I I did what I had to around that track. So yeah, you got to um. Yeah, I guess in in a way it's like bend, bending the rules in some circumstances and, and that's what was required
3: there. So I'll push, yeah, the there boundaries, wasn't... mate. Push the boundary there. There you go. There You're
2: you go. go. So that's
1: one that probably stands out a little.
2: <laughs> I tell you what, Daniel, something that we're all really looking forward to seeing is your battles with Esteban Ocon, because you know, he's clearly a great racer, a lot of speed. You know, it's a tenacious thing, and he's obviously hungry to get back into the sport. Uh, it's disappointing we haven't seen it yet, obviously. Um, but have you been? Have you had the chance to sort of get to know him? Have you been in contact with him? How much contact have you got with Cyril? How's it kind of working with the team?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I, I think whenever you have another teammate, you know, a new teammate, it's it's certainly a, a new challenge. Um, it's a new obstacle. It's it's a it's a new way or another way to learn and improve your craft because every driver has a different driving style you know everyone has their strengths and and weaknesses so you know for 22 races a year there's no driver that is better than his teammate on every lap on every corner of every circuit you know so you you're naturally going to have an area to to improve or, or find something so that's always exciting i think uh you know, in testing, in testing, uh, I think overall our, our lap time at the end was. If you look at lap times, we were, we we're pretty close. So, yeah, I know he's gonna he's gonna bring some competition, absolutely. Um, and yeah, up until I guess the end of testing, and that you know relationship is good. Um, but yeah, we got to see what happens through through competition. But
0: I certainly wanna I want to get that going, and yeah, for everyone as well, see see how that plays out. He said on first meeting. You, as a teammate, you hit him in the face with a water bottle by accident. Is there any truth to that story?
1: Um, there was definitely, I remember throwing something. Yeah. I don't know. I think we were at the factory. And I don't know if, I want to say it just missed him, or like I was throwing it to someone else and they didn't catch it. In it. Anyway,
0: it wasn't intentional, but he, he was able to laugh about it. But he, he probably went home yeah. that night a bit skeptical you've got to be careful yeah just just think back to brazil with him and max so there you go you want to be careful around us about michael a couple of questions in actually again from from twitter just to finish off with um you've been to silverstone we've seen you have you at monaco which circuits are next that's from adrian king and the other one from will langham the worst and best drivers in football with all those flash cars
2: oh yeah I like that. <laughs> oh,
3: that's a tough one um <laughs> Where next? I've all, Montreal was a good one I went to. Mm-hmm. Uh I went to when Jensen won actually, twenty eleven. Epic one and that was a, that was a good day, that was a good weekend. You've got value for money with the length of it. That oh, was yeah. It was an incredible day, wasn't it, that one? Yeah. Um been being Barcelona, yeah, Monaco. Yeah. Um I wanna go Spa. Really wanna go spa. Um and I'd love to go Singapore as well, but for different reasons, but I just I think that the, the the kind of uh, the electricity and the atmosphere around Singapore when you see the, p- the pictures and the footage of it is is special. But I'd love to go to the spawn and see our Rouge really and just see them flying up that hill.
0: Um, I can see you actually camping and going in one of the hot tubs with all the Kimi Raikkonen fans. You you want to try that? <laughs> You're
3: saying <laughs> that I would, you know, I would, I'd, I'd, I'd I would go and uh, and do it, do it that way. I'd love to to uh, to do it properly. So one day I'm I will get around to it when when the schedules allow that. Um, but yeah, I I managed to do the um the F1 experience actually a couple of years ago at Silverstone in the car in the two seater. Mate, that's when my my uh, appreciation for you you drivers Dan, mate. Oh my goodness. The force is how, how incredible. How was your my <laughs> neck was up yeah, do you know what I was actually I was alright, it took me everything though to stop me from coming forward, but I was determined because there's a big cushion on the thing in front of me. And I was determined not to hit it because we were saying everyone goes forward and hits it. I was determined, but I had everything pressed against the foot, the footwell to stop me from 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 flying forward. But uh, who drove you, mate? What an experience! Sorry,
2: who drove you? Uh,
3: Patrick Friesager.
2: Oh, listen, you've you've dodged the question about the footballers.
3: Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> good and bad be behind sorry. the wheel. Um, who's good and bad behind the wheel? Um. Louis Saha used to think he was a bit of a racer. He he had some funky cars. He had some McLaren DTM cars that he put on the road. Uh, Wayne was the same. He, he's had some cars over the years. Um, who's the worst driver? I remember Ronaldo crossed, crashed his Ferrari once in the, in the Wimslow Airport tunnels a few years ago, but I've not actually been in a car with him. But I don't know, actually, who's the worst one. not really been in a... Still, seen enough? Still. Yeah, I've not seen
0: enough to really call someone out as yet. I mean, you talk about doing track days. Um, I mean, it'd be great to get you in a two seater with Daniel at some point. That that could be something we could we could set up if you're going to get out to one. Hopefully later in the year. But is that something yeah. you'd consider, Daniel, going to scare the the backside of him? I'd
1: I'd love to. The, the only I thing I to I could yeah. <laughs> see I can see all your reactions. <laughs> the
3: facials will be unbelievable, mate.
2: <laughs> you know, Daniel. One thing that struck me, like whenever we've done features and stuff, we I remember doing that 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 some um, sand buggy feature lasers with with the two Mercedes boys when Nico was still with Lewis at the team. And it, what struck me is they've got no sense of jeopardy. Like they've got no sense of danger. Like off the track. Um, I think you're. You know, pretty fast driver on the normal roads. I mean, safe, but you, you've you got an awareness and a safe awareness of what's going on around you. Who is terrible? Because I, I guarantee there's a few that just can't translate their skill on track onto the real roads.
0: Johnny Herbert. Johnny <laughs> Herbert. There you go. I'll get in a car with him on a, on a normal road. Even again, it's all, ladies and gentlemen at home, very, very safe. He does it very safely, but.
2: I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> coming off a
0: motorway, like of those things. He just he just he just doesn't like most of us would slow to go around the corner coming off a motorway like that. Yeah. Because you're not aware of the, the suspension and the capabilities of these road cars, but these boys are because they used to but, F- Yeah.
2: On. I took him down to Goodwood and I do you remember when Jaguar lent me that F-type and it was just the most beautiful car, but it was like a rocket. And Brundle couldn't believe that they'd entrusted me with this such a high performance vehicle. Anyway, I was obviously pootling along down to good with it, with Johnny in the passenger seat. He went, I've had enough of this Pinkers, we're swapping over. I could not believe how that man drove. I don't want to get him into trouble, but he should be. <laughs> Anyone else like that?
0: <laughs> but going back to that question, you can ask that. Sorry, I answered that one for you, Daniel. Yeah. No, that's
1: all right, that's all right. Um, I'll, I'll answer, I'll answer the kind of the first part of the awareness and that and um one one thing we we do do and, and I think it's probably just we, we, we learn through the speeds that we drive on the track is you're you know you can't afford to look five meters in front of you because it's gone in an instant, you know, so you're constantly looking you know hundreds of meters down the road. So you know like I, I think a lot of people um and it's just because of that's just I haven't learned that skill from from driving on racetracks probably but yeah you, you look you know always just too short in front of you so if something comes out it, it you know can surprise you or catch you off guard where you know we're, we're looking so far ahead and i think that's where we get this awareness and, and understanding of what's happening and, and all that sort of stuff so that that's something we we learn on the track which certainly gives makes it I think a bit safer for us on the roads to predict some situations or read some situations. Um, I don't know. I guess with Max, like I don't think Max knows how to drive. What do you say, stick like manual? Yeah, um, yeah. he's not part of that generation, you know. There's no, there's no clutch and and stick shift. So I think that and was quite must, funny. I don't know.
3: Surely he must know how to drive a manual. Surely, come on, Max Verstappen must know this. Maybe now. Maybe now. That
2: probably
3: April twenty twenty. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: Back then right.
3: I, I was...
2: There was a time where he had his he, he had a racing licence but not a driving licence on the Dutch roads, wasn't there? Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, that's that's crazy in in terms of like to comprehend that yeah, he's he's able to drive around fifty kilometer race cars, but yeah, can't get in a, a little road car. But yeah, that's that's how it is. That's how Brilliant. it is. It's, it's unique, but yeah, probably Max. That was surprising. Otherwise, Brilliant. I'm a pretty chilled passenger, I
0: reckon. You know what's to, You know the headline that's going to be taken from this now, don't you, Daniel? Daniel Ricardo accuses Max Verstappen of being unable to drive a manual car. <laughs> <That means laughs> dust set yourself up for that, Sorry, man. Max.
3: <laughs> I prefer driving a manual, like manual car. Some of the time, time, time. time. You know, you're actually proper, no, you're proper actually driving. Proper, proper driving. Yeah. I'm not just sure. Yeah. My age, may I'm not. I'm from that generation. Maybe that's too young for me. Then,
0: <laughs> Michael, <laughs> Daniel, um, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming on and, and, and sparing an hour of your time to uh, to talk to us about all things F1. Um before we go, Michael, you know, obviously staying home and staying safe, but um, you know, plans. You know, for football, they're obviously trying to form some sort of plan along the lines of. Of F1, that's that's I suppose what all the fans want to hear is just you know, approximately. I think they've got a plan for an approximate start date, haven't
3: they? Yeah, I think it just keeps getting pulled back, Simon. To be honest, it's difficult, it's difficult to uh, to commit to anything. I think, um, in some ways, we're sitting like everyone else, just waiting. Uh, the picture's changing almost uh, daily, weekly. Um, so yeah, like going back to what we said before, we just trying to prepare, ready to pull the trigger to be ready to go. But um, yeah, other than that, same as everyone else. Um, hoping that it'll be sooner rather than later, but at the same time, appreciating that this is a situation and we got to do what we got to do. And like you say, stay home, stay safe and
0: protect each other, I think. Absolutely. And in the meantime, Daniel, it's what? Back on the tractor and, and training hard, I should imagine.
1: Yeah, pretty much. It's it's actually been a really good chance to train and have a, have a schedule which allows us to be on the same time zone for uh, for a long period, you know, and not deal with jet lag or fatigue from you know a hundred flights or something a year. So uh, yeah, just making the most of it and just staying ready, staying ready. For yeah, would, you
3: know the fact that you're at the car for so long? Would would it take you a little bit longer to get used to any like rustiness or not? Football is a little bit like that. Sometimes it takes you a few games to get up to speed. would it? Would it be that old? You literally jump in a car and feel it on straight away.
1: Time will tell. I
3: think. Let me know. Let me know. it (laughs) happens.
2: Before (laughs) Before you you go, Daniel, what is your next challenge with Marcus Steynus and Scotty James? I don't know if you've seen these uh, lasers and Michael, but. They've been doing some interesting challenges to keep themselves occupied.
3: Actually, that's a question. How many times, how many takes was it when you when you threw it over the tree to get in the boot of the car?
2: Wait, wait!
1: Yeah! <laughs> how could I forget? It's recycling tonight!
3: Go on, be honest. Yeah.
1: Let, let's say it wasn't the first take.
3: Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, it's too good to be true, that one.
2: Did you puke up after drinking the raw eggs?
3: Alrighty. Let's go for it. You good? You good? Alright. You sure? Alright, cool.
1: <laughs> Did you... Alright, so...
3: Oh, I missed that one.
1: I. The boys, the boys drank them, I faked it, like did the whole over the shoulder thing. No. I thought it looked more obvious, but apparently not, because even Marcus was like, oh, you did that easy. I was like, anyway, anyway. Um, That's
2: what you do with alcohol. what you do bowl. with alcohol.
1: <laughs> Wait, what was that? Yeah, that one. Wait, oh, with alcohol.
2: With tequila, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Tequila shots, no thanks. Um, but we'll see, the next one, we'll do something tomorrow. We we wanna get, um, it's actually harder than you think to like, stay creative, but um, we'll figure something out.
0: Michael, Nats, Daniel, brilliant, really enjoyed it. Um, as you said, stay home, stay safe, and uh, there's loads more content by the way. This weekend coverage of the Chinese Grand Prix on Sunday with Natalie. That's I say the Chinese Grand Prix, but of course it's the virtual Grand Prix. So there you go. We'll we'll look forward to that, Michael. Um, yeah, best of luck in your endeavours. We hope to see you guys uh, very very soon, and the same with you, Daniel. Appreciate your time. Thanks a lot. No worries. <laughs>